follow so many interviews and listen to so many interviews all over the media, whether it's in magazines or YouTube, as if I'm researching a paper that needs to be published. And all these years, I had no idea what I'm going to publish, but here I am with all the information out there. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Tanvi. So if you go look at my Instagram account and specifically the ones that I'm following on Instagram, it is filled with nostalgia. Like I'm following all the people from the 90s and I'm following like random people like Kim Sharma. Do you remember her? It's like a shrine of my 90s nostalgia. And ladies and gentlemen, that's your second host for the podcast, Slow. Special mention to our social media partners, Bollywood Direct. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Bollywood Direct. Welcome to the Moviewala podcast and we are continuing our series on family dramas and this is our second movie. The movie that we have picked for this episode is Vakt. The movie is directed by Yash Chopra and it was released in 1965 and produced by B.R. Chopra. And the movie has a huge cast as it is expected from any family drama. So it has Balraj Sani, Sunil Dutt, Sadhana, Rajkumar, Shashi Kapoor, Sharmila Tagore and Ashla Sachdev. And the Prime Minister of India in 1965 was Lal Bahadur Shastri. This is a family drama about a family which is flourishing and then there is a natural disaster and they all get separated they are not aware whether they are alive or not and then there's a fast forward 30 years later where they get how they find their way back to each other so that is essentially the plot of this movie absolutely i really thought the title of the movie is so apt waqt means time and the whole movie time plays a huge part in the entire movie right Yeah, exactly. Um I I don't know when I watched it first. I think I was probably a teenager. I haven't seen it ever again. I think I've only watched it once or twice and never the whole movie again. But it was such a treat. It was like that old charm of like 50s and 60s cinema. It's like you know how we were talking. You you watch a movie and you know that you're watching a movie and it's an experience. That was the like that was the feeling that I was getting when we were watching that movie. Yeah. So it showed the entire like you know sleepy Bombay Mumbai now it's called Mumbai of the 60s you know so it was just charming just to see the city in itself when where there was less traffic and less number of people obviously so it was just beautiful to see the movie yeah the whole tone of the movie was very soft and very subtle i feel like that is probably true for all movies from 50s and 60s i think the action and the dramatic and really loud culture hadn't come until like a decade later yeah. but this was all like it had like you know when you say they had such sophistication they had charm they had style like everything was done with a purpose it just felt like they are all enjoying in the moment even if there was like tragedy or something it wasn't like like loud background mm. score and then there's like clouds sh- shuffling and things are crashing of course that happened like when the natural disaster occurred but it was an excessive sound treatment given yeah. for audience to manipulate into oh this is how you should feel here so supporting yeah. music <laughs> to make you feel like that exactly the background music was not used to kind of manipulate the audience you know it was just great storytelling and the acting of the the entire cast that made you feel things not the background music you know they didn't have to push it on the audience speaking of style and everything yeah like we were talking about how the word masala you know the hindi movies we call it like masala movies which is like pot boiler movies which has to have these things happening it has to have a fight it has to have nice songs you know all those things that we spoke about in a quintessential series i feel like this one had masala in the right amount <laughs> 
you know it was not like over the top or over dramatic it was just done right and now right now when people say masala we always think of it as a negative term but this is the right kind of masala so now it has gotten a bad rap but if you watch all these movies from the 50s and the 60s and everything this was the true masala you know it had that cinematic element we know watching it that it is not going to happen like it is not you know real life reflection it's like a good book you know you know that there are certain books that you read where you know that it's not going to happen in real life but you still read it because it's written so beautifully and you feel it but you know like i know i i'm just probably i just romanticize hindi movies so i'm just going to like i'm always in the favor of everything that is happening i'm like there for the ride right, right. like take me on a ride if you convince me this is happening i'm convinced it is happening but who are who am i to say that this can't happen in real life all while i know it can't happen in real life but then you know the recent film Uh, yeah, Dev Patel. I mean, that is based on a real life story, and that guy did find his mother, and that too from Australia. Like, if you really, if you didn't know it's a real life story, and it was just a movie, you'll be like, oh my god, you know, this can't happen. Thodi hota hai. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it happened. So to me, I mean, like, I, I know, I just like, I, I'm like that ideal audience. Like, you know, the if the writers want to manipulate me, you're there for it. Yeah. As long as it is done right, and I felt like this movie was hmm. just done right. Like you know, the they they set up the premise for everything that is happening. They set up a scenario where it it then becomes believable. Then it's like, okay, yeah, all right, I see it. Like if this this was the sequence of events, then this would be the outcome. And you're like, perfectly fine. But like what I said earlier, it's like an experience. Hmm. You're not going there, like you know that suave swagger of Raj Kumar, and then. that charming sunil dat he was looking so dashing and charming in this like you're going to experience their charisma on screen you're not hmm. like i don't want to see ramu and shyam <laughs> 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 I mean, as much as I like realistic cinema, but when I'm watching cinema, I'm watching it for an experience and entertainment, right? Like I just feel like these movies had it right. They had, mm. uh, you know, how they say, "Ke sur pakar liya." Like they got the notes of the that genre right. When anything is done right, even if people can make fun of it, saying that oh, Hindi movies they don't they're not realistic, blah blah blah. But anything that is done right, you are there for it. you know you you feel the family's pain you feel the separation yeah i feel it like if somebody was <laughs> looking at me while watching the film they'd be like what is happening to her <laughs> well moving on from that i i really liked how like it's very unusual right like the movie just started with a hit song mm. it just started with emery zahraja it's such a popular song like if there is a wedding if there is anything that is happening which requires your parents to participate <laughs> in a dance or a sing say a song situation this is your go to song and i really like that achla sajdev who is the song being sung to she's the same person who was playing the granny in uh, ddlj oh yeah who is kajol's grandmother in punjab right in punjab yeah and this song amrish puri sings this exact song to his wife oh. so even when that that song was happening yeah. in that movie i was like what must ajla sajde ek time pe ye gana mere liye gaya gaya tha <laughs> Wow, I really like that they just bang open the song like mm. movie with that song, and it's such a good song. It's like really good song, yeah. And also the other song, Agi. Okay. Yeah. You wanna sing? No. <laughs> so that 
song that that we just sang can we just talk about the song for at least half an hour you know because yeah. the way the song was you know the whole picturization the entire picturization was amazing and this was 65 okay and the way the song was done it was not just like people dancing you know obviously the dance also was part of it but it was also moving this story forward it was just so beautiful and then the ballroom dancing that is happening there as well which is a part of the song we were just talking about how graceful they are why don't we have contemporary the current cinema why don't we have any scene where they are actually just dancing just the two of them yeah like just ballroom dancing and just being yeah they that's what i meant like that cinema seems to be actually enjoying being in the present like there's mm. no rush to move on to the next thing there's no strong harsh like now when i'm watching these movies again and i'm you know naturally simultaneously watching current cinema everything seems so jarring it's just like pops out and like oh my god chill out dude like relax yeah it's like you know everybody's shouting on the top of their voices yeah. like literally their dialogue delivery like if people were to compare the cinema from the 50s and 60s to now and it's been gradual not to say that 80s and 90s were any subtle either but since i'm watching this cinema and watching like mm. 2018 everything is so loud everything is so fast everybody is jumping everybody oh my god it's like it's like quite an experience but yeah continuing with the song another song i really liked was hum jab simat ke aapki like sunil dat and sathna the love song uh. i again i like that song because it's again like something similar to how we spoke about guide in uh, devanand and wahida rehman i was like getting the same vibes and coincidentally it's from the same year not that it has anything to do with it they're just they're just there like they're roman they are romancing in a garden but they're not dancing they're not jumping they're not doing anything they're just looking at each other holding hands and that is probably what anybody you know any of us would do if we were to be yeah exactly and i was like and they they they're able to hold your attention hmm. like they're not doing anything and you're still looking at them and like completely looking at their expressions looking at their movements and not looking at their clothes and not looking at like oh what is she wearing how is she wearing this like because that is what we look at now in the songs yeah it's shot in a park even the breeze is so soft <laughs> yeah wo jo dupatta ud raha hai yeah i i these i think these three were the the top songs the other three were very non not even memorable like in any form or way yeah. speaking of uh, that song agebi mm-hmm. remember the singer who's lip syncing to the song so i was very curious about her because you know she's very pretty yeah i kind of d- did some research so she is actually erica lal it's an american woman who was married to an indian at that time so, and she was also a friend of the chopras so they just cast her in that role and you know she's done such a fabulous job of in the 60s like you know especially in bombay and big cities in india i think a lot of restaurants had live band performing every evening and you know these were the kind of very glamorous 60s singers that you would see and i absolutely enjoyed the song just watching it and listening to it obviously the lyrics are amazing so philosophical it again talks about time which is again the name of the movie and you know they're talking about how it don't look back and don't look ahead because this is the moment that you are in you know so yeah it's just beautiful okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> no i agree it deserves like its own podcast for sure so tanvi so what did you think about the way they were dressed like, the actresses in the movie uh, you know all of them sadhna and sharmila tagore they were very young right they were in their teens late teens uh so what did you think about the way they dressed and the way they carried themselves yeah i think like as far as sharmila she was wearing salwar kameez hmm. like chudidar she was looking fine but automatically when you try to see 
it from the perspective that they are 19 or you know even younger it just automatically feels like are they dressing up older or is it just that this is how they used to dress back then and I think this is how they used to dress back then but it just automatically makes them feel like so much older like they didn't look or dress like 19 like if you were to see how 19 year olds are portrayed right now in movies you would think like they're toddlers in comparison to so I think it was also the era and the time like how we were talking is just that they all grew up fast they all got married earlier and you know there were no careers to be made and nothing they were all like ready to just get married they've turned teenagers and now yeah kind of reflective of the society like people were getting married young and they were ready to be adults by 20 where they would have their own home and you know they would have a family they would have kids and everything yeah but in this movie in particular i felt like the fashion was just weaved in with the story so nobody's wardrobe or anything like of course they were all looking beautiful and handsome and dapper and you know very very well dressed but the fashion was not an integral part like something that came out of the screen and be like oh my god like look at that woman or anything like that except for that glamorous woman who's singing yeah so I felt like the movie was very well balanced in terms Mm. of the music background score fashion everything seemed to be working towards the story and nothing was out and which is some always a A plus in my books when it comes to movies another thing I noticed I don't know if you noticed did you see that how this movie had like shades of being super progressive every hair in there yes the first time we noticed that was there's a scene where you know Shamila Tagore meets Shashi Kapoor they're seeing each other they've been seeing each other since their college days so Shamila Tagore is actually teaching Shami Kapoor how to drive not Shami Kapoor Shashi oh my god Shashi Kapoor Uh, teaching Shashi Kapoor how to drive and we were like wow you know there are a lot of uh, scenes like that where you know people are teaching people how to drive but if you look at movies from the 80s and 90s it's always the guy who's teaching the girl how to drive right I think even today it would be the same scene the guy teaching a girl how to drive a grown-up woman how to drive exactly and the best part about it is the fact that they are just putting it there like they're not trying to like push it down our throats you know like about feminism it's just there and it's just so progressive you know that is exactly how I like my movies to be you know where you're just doing things subtly and people are just picking it up you know people who are watching it are just picking it up and they're trying to you know learn something from that oh my god I'm glad you brought this up because yeah that was a scene that kind of stood out to me yeah I actually two there were two other scenes so there was Hmm. this one and the one first it was right in the beginning when Balrat Sahani, the father, he they are still rich and flourishing mm-hmm. and the natural disaster hasn't happened yet. And there was somebody who comes and tries to tell them their uh, astrology signs or something. And he's like, oh, I don't want to hear this. I do not believe in astrology. So it might not seem like a big deal to people. But in India, even today, it is a big thing. Like people would like, oh, please tell me what is yeah. going to happen in my future. And people are still changing names, like even actors. Like grown up, educated people. So for 1965, for a guy to say that oh I don't believe so I was like okay nice so another one was uh, Sharmila Tagore again when uh, she introduces Shashi Kapoor who is the driver to her brother and the brother says what is wrong with you how can you be friends with the driver and then you know at that moment she goes in and doesn't like say anything to her brother but mm. as soon as the brother comes back in she likes she has, which is Sunil Dutt he's a they are adopted brother sister and she's like telling him how dare you like you know why would you are you judging the person on the basis of his profession and who told you like whether he should be my friend or not and I was like go Sharmila Tagore like you know again it was 1965 and she was like and that was a completely valid point like yes you know 
he basically didn't want her to be friends with her because that guy is a driver he doesn't know anything about him he doesn't know that he's educated and this is a job he has to do these this movie had these bursts of progressive uh, scenes here and there as a whole it just felt really i didn't nothing was like sexist i didn't like nothing really yeah. was supremely sexist there was like the society was built that way that was portrayed so i'm not going to like comment on that but it wasn't something like they didn't uh, there was not a scene out there like none of the par- parents are saying anything because tum ladki ho ya you're a girl or you're a boy or anything like that the only negative thing in the movie was when the girl's parents are not ready to get her married to the guy because he was adopted that's a big negative thing that happened But on the positive side I was I was happy to see adoption being talked about in Hindi movies way back then in 60s and 70s were all about adoption yeah kids were getting lost and somebody was adopting them <laughs> if you look at it that is progressive you know as for an indian society that is progressive and now i don't see those topics being talked about you know i i did let go like i felt like that uh that adoption topic and that the fact that they didn't let him get married it kind of drove the story forward so it wasn't just something randomly put out there it kind of like you know that yes. then again the girl still like stands up with him it doesn't like leave him or go away or starts crying or anything like that you know he just leaves the whatever like whatever if people do decide to watch the movie so whatever happens but it's not like something random out there just for the sake of being there it is a driving point for the story Absolutely. So then I'm like okay I get it like I buy it and I'm like it was such a good movie like again going by that guide came in 65 and then vakt came in 65 and now I'm going to bloody <laughs> sit and watch all the movies that came in 65 because it seemed to be the most progressive year in hindi cinema <laughs> yeah 1965 let's, let's like let's find all the movies that released in 1965 and actually go through them like no for real not just for the <laughs> let's do that yeah let's do a research on what is happening that was making them you know there was an india pakistan war <laughs> that is what was happening wow <laughs> was that giving out good stories either that or people were like really finding themselves and taking like you know hmm. i don't know taking stock of what they really believed in and if they didn't believe in something then standing up for whatever it was like right now you know right what is happening in our current society the random things are happening everywhere and everybody is taking a stand because they feel like now or never yeah interesting yeah so flo what do you think about how cool factor is different in 1960s versus today like how would you describe that in terms of this movie the cool factor especially when it comes to men the leading yeah. men um it's like day and night you know when i look at these guys like every time i watch a 60s or a 70s movie i'm i'm like the men indian men were so cool you don't you know associate cool cool factor with an indian man right whatever reason but back then they all had their own style and i felt like the, the directors you know uh, they just allowed the men to be men they just had their own style everybody had a unique style like they were not trying to copy anyone in the west or in india right like the body language and the clothes that they wore and everything was so um, how do i put it like you know like it didn't it wasn't like jarring it wasn't wanna be cool you know like kuch kuch hota hai where karan johar wanted sharukh khan to be in college and then you know he made sharukh's character into this cool supposedly a cool person but then it just came across as such an uncool person you know like a caricature of a wanna be cool exactly and that is the worst thing that can happen but these men they're just like oozing out coolness and charm and you know can i just say that they actually looked like men yes like you know how you would want mm. a man to dress and it's like there it was the inherent it didn't feel 
outward it was inward so you have this character of rajkumar who is you know a little introverted he doesn't talk much he is more about style and charisma and of course he says his those dialogues that he's popular for so if you know people who know rajkumar they know that he says this dialogue with the, i'm not even going to say johnny or whatever <laughs> the way he says it but with like a knife and things like his and he says it but it's not like trying to be something and it's just that and then there's an, on the other hand there's sunil dath whose character is shown to be more flamboyant and vibrant but not in an arrogant way just like he just owns it he just is a happy person mm. and he just says all this jani bahar gule gulzar or whatever he says things like these are just some phrases he uses to describe people when he meets them and both of them are so opposite and they both were equally charming and mm. suave and gentlemanly and they both were looking good and i'm not going to just comment on shashi kapoor because he was poor guy playing a driver's role but then we know shashi kapoor he's just intense and even that you know the little bit of role that he had you noticed him yeah absolutely it was like you noticed everyone even yeah. the father actually balraj sahani who i love okay another person like kote i love is balraj sahani it's like weird i'm like i don't even care about the main leads i don't know why it is but like we'll talk about my weird obsession <laughs> but balraj sahani to me seems like you know you see all his movies he's got this really warm aura about mm. him like you watch you watch him you're like yeah he has this dad thing going on like he's just seems and he plays these characters where he's very like gregarious where he's very giving and generous and wonderful human being and you look at him and you feel like yeah he must be a wonderful for a human being like he gives that kind of vibe yeah so all of these people like so he had like what i think balraj sahani barely had 15 minute role i'm not even kidding like in a 2 hour 15 minute film he had a 15 minute role and you remember him a lot of people actually remember what the movie for balraj sahani because the song emeriza hor jabi comes to mind immediately so you forget all of these other people are also in the movie so it just says that if you play the role mm-hmm. right and if the story is right for you that's it like i don't know 1965 2018 we still like i remember when i was when i was like yeah we should do this movie for podcast all i was thinking was balraj sahani i was like oh <laughs> there's like balraj sahani in this film and then there's all these people breaks my heart to know that everyone of the- in the movie has passed away except Sharmila Tagore and yeah, that's like yeah kind of sad but you know except for Sharmila Tagore's son mm-hmm. and daughter and Sunil Dutt's son who's Sanjay Dutt Hmm. Everybody else's kids probably came into the movie but didn't make it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so and uh the relationship between Yash Chopra and BR Chopra, they are brothers, you know that, right? Yeah. yeah. BR Chopra and I love I I think my favorite work of BR Chopra is Mahabharat. Oh yeah. A lot of movies, but I think the best work of his is like he produced Mahabharat. And apparently it's also in the Guinness Book of World Record because it had 90% of viewership of the nation i do remember remember when ramayan and mahabharat used to come no matter like everyone who tune in even the help of our house like whoever it's, it's a break time everybody is going to <laughs> <laughs> and I also remember I uh, definitely not for Mahabharat but for Ramayan like people would actually pray to the television because God, no I didn't know that <laughs> because they started seeing those characters at gods all the actors who played you know whatever role in 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 the serial like I think people still see them as I do yeah, as gods I mean I know they are not I don't see them as the gods but I see them as that character yeah, yeah like, <laughs> Krishna is still Krishna and Arjun is still Arjun like even that Duryodhan the guy who played Duryodhan what is his name Puneet is 
himself. Although as a human being, he's a horrible person. But every time I see Puneet Isar, I'm like, oh, Duryodhan. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like I, I clearly don't think of Puneet Isar. I think of Duryodhan. And B.H. Chopra, guys, is obviously the father of... Is he the dad of Akaran Johor? Oh my goodness. No. no right? Thank God we're not doing a live session. <laughs> <laughs> there are three brothers. One is B.H. Chopra. Yeah. Yash Chopra, Dharam Chopra and Ravi Chopra is the son of B.R. Chopra. Yeah, wait, Karan Johar, how is he related? No! They are not related. Wait, they are! No, they are not. <laughs> no, it's his nephew. Look at his relatives on Wikipedia. Wikipedia is stupid. <laughs> Look at this. Yash Chopra sees that. I think he will put it like this. No, like me, somebody like me. <laughs> Must have edited it. Wait. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe Karan Johar's mother is... Last surname, yeah. <laughs> so maybe the sister that, of Chopra. Is, I've never heard that. Uh, Karan Johar's maternal uncle is Yash Chopra. Oh, that is how they are related. Yeah. Oh my god. So Hiru Johar is Yash Chopra's sister. Oh my god, but they're never together. They were never anywhere seen. Like they never did any festivals or anything together. Apparently you're right. Yeah, what the heck? How can yeah, I be right? <laughs> uh, according to Wikipedia, you are right. <laughs> because he never says, uh, Aditya Chopra is my cousin. He says he's my friend. So why would he try to hide it? Maybe they don't get along. It's like a family feud. Maybe. I mean, apparently they are related. He was the youngest sister. Look at the first article that comes up. When I put Yash Chopra and Karan Johar, it says 26 families you didn't know were related in Bollywood. I learned something new today. That Yay! <laughs> They don't talk about it. Which Not bad, huh? For all the talk of nepotism being thrown at him, he doesn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So why did we pick this film as a family drama? So this movie is like a perfect representation of what an Indian family looks like. Nine out of ten times, naturally. Not a stereotype. But this is a good example where you have like two to three kids and it's all very emotional mm. and parents are like loving and doting. And this is a representation of a Indian family in movies. Because in real life, your parents might or might not be that doting and you might or might not get along so well with your siblings. Yeah. But in a in a movie scenario, you I love how everybody loves each other by the end of it and how everybody finds each other and then they live happily ever after and you never hear anything wrong ever happening. Yeah, there's no concept of dysfunctional families in India until now. Yeah. It's almost like real families in that even though, you know, there's dysfunctionality in the family, Indian families in real life also, we try to not talk about the dysfunctionality part of it, you know. We just hide it and we're just like always, you know, that's, that's pretty much how India works. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like the movies these movies like at least the 50s and 60s and 70s to a certain extent these movies are showing the good part of our indian families to the t like right, all the yeah. emotions and drama and all like giving life for each other while apart it's all true what they're not showing is the fighting and arguing and all of that which exists but on cinema, we just choose to show the love and happiness only. So this movie is perfect because it shows the self-sacrificing mom and the kids who love their moms and the brother who sacrifices his even his love because he he finds out that his brother is actually in love with the girl. There's a lot of sacrifice. So if you, if you didn't get what we were trying to say, it's all about sacrifice in Indian families. Yeah, it's like sacrifice and compromise. <laughs> it's like those are the two fundamental... Favorite ones. words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that's why we picked it because it just shows like and like by the end of it when like how we said they all get lost and you know that they're going to meet again because this is a again a quintessential family drama. 
So in a quintessential family drama, the family always reunites by the end of it. So you know that they're going to reunite. Now you're just waiting to find out that How? moment when that happens. And I'm that fool who buys into that emotion and I'll be all teary-eyed when they meet. And I know that this is a movie, but I... <laughs> <laughs> but I am that 90% of the audience that these movies are made for. So, um, yeah, so that's why we picked it. because, And also because it's a good movie. It's a really good, well-made film and a good story. So, you should watch it. If yeah, you it's one of those movies that is not talked about enough. You know, it deserves to be talked about more. Uh, so, I'm surprised that people really don't talk about it. Like, you know, they talk about Shole. Okay, I'm not putting it up there with Shole. But, you know, it still has its good moments. So, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, actually, it didn't have anything wrong. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, if you unnecessarily want to pick on something, that's another thing. But if you watch it as a movie, the whole cinematic experience, barring the three songs that I felt like I they didn't stay with me, everything else seemed, okay, this makes sense. And none of the scenes were like overstretched. And even the emotion and the crying is not something which is going on and on and on. It's not like, it's a tragedy. It's a family tragedy, but there was no crying involved. Did you realize this? Like, nobody was crying in the... So yeah, I like movies where people are not crying. It's definitely a movie that everybody needs to watch. And again, guys, it's on YouTube. So please watch it all right so thank you for listening and if you have or have not watched this film please let us know on twitter at moviewellapod on instagram at moviewellapodcast or anywhere else with use the hashtag moviewellapodcast and we will see you guys next week bye bye